Hey friends, Andy Jenkins here. I am at the Hilltop. I'm actually back in my office, which, you know, it seems to be somewhat of an oddity because the last few series I've recorded, you know, number one, Grace Basics, that was in the living room. Number two, uh, the Soul series that I did this summer, there's a notification. Let me turn those things all off so you don't get all these dings and dongs while we're talking. Uh, that summer series that I did on the soul. I, I think I recorded that actually outside. Uh, just there, you know, it was one of these May days where it's not so hot. It's not really humid, even though they talk about, you know, April showers and May flowers and all of just the, if you're in the South, particularly Alabama, it's, it's just this humidity that just catches you. And I think I've become more aware of that in the last couple of weeks as I've been getting up at 5.30 and 6 and going to run. And even at that hour, you just think, goodness, like I don't, I don't feel so hot, but then I'm drenched when I get finished. And um, it just so happened I was able to record a whole series out there because there was a day, day and a half uh, where the weather was almost like fall, which which I think might be one of my favorite seasons of the year because – you, you can have a jacket or not. You can go outside and you can work in the yard and not get hot. Or you can just leisurely stroll and sit outside and you're not too cold. It's it's just like, it's, it's like the perfect porridge in the story of the three bears. Not too hot, not too cold, boom, just right, you know? And so I think fall does it for me. And that May Day just really kind of smacked of a fall day. Uh, anyway, here's what I want to do. I want to draw your attention down to the show notes below. There are a few things for you. Number one is there is a free PDF of the Advanced Planner. Uh, that one's really going to be relevant because for the next few episodes, I'm going to talk to you about living a life by design, not by default. Uh, living a life that you intentionally architect rather than just stumbling upon the days tiptoeing through your calendar, and then, boom, crashing at the end of the week and wondering, what in the world happened, and could I have changed a few things? And so, if you're trying to track with all of this, on the website, I teach basically four things. Grace, freedom, purpose, and this fourth one is empowerment. Empowerment is really managing the daily grind of doing all the amazing things that you are called and created to do. Uh, and sometimes that means you're doing the great things among the mundane. And oftentimes it means those mundane things are some of the most awesome, meaningful things you'll ever jump into. We created that advanced planner a couple years ago when I was doing the advanced events for men. And guys really needed a tool to help them manage daily life um, in line with the goals and the dreams and the actions they were prioritizing. I'm going to talk all about that over the next few episodes. They really needed a tool to help manage all of that. So they, they made these plans. They created these goals at the advance events. And then really, it was just, okay, now how do I schedule this? How do I make sure this thing is slotted in? And really, what I think is the best way to do that is paper. When you write it down, it offloads out of your mind in a way different way than it does if you're just typing it into a digital calendar. Uh, when you write it down 
all of a sudden your mind makes all of these connections. You're able to kind of flip the page and see the bigger picture. And if you've ever seen some of these notebooks that I carry around, you know, it's just sketching it out, envisioning it. So we created the advanced planner to do that. And I've got it. Uh, I'll put a link below where you can get it at a discount. But if you want to test drive it, I would encourage you, uh, go ahead and just print the PDF if you're not sure about it. Print it out, try it for a week, two weeks, maybe even a month. Uh, it is way cheaper, just so you know, to buy the hardback version we have than it is to just keep printing and reprinting and reprinting. However, if you are a reprinter and you're using one of those uh, tool, T-U-L, uh, systems like they have at Office Max or Staples, uh, if you're using that, some kind of specialized binder, you know, you may just want to print your own and go for it. So uh, that resource is available for you down in the show notes. Also, we have some of the old advanced books, five bucks. I found them when I was moving several years ago. They've been in a box and as Beth reloaded and set up our shipping department not too long ago, uh, we found them again. I boxed them to move and really I just thought, man, let's just get rid of them. I've, I've been rewriting and recrafting some of those materials in a plan of launching the events again. If you want to be the first to know when we do the events, there is a wait list down below. You don't have to pay anything. You just kind of sign up and say, hey, uh, you're not even obligated. You're saying, hey, just let me know if and when these events happen again. There's a whole webpage where you can learn what those events are like. Okay. Five-minute intro. Five minutes. All right, let's get started. I want to talk to you. I'm going to give you three big points today uh, about living by design, not by default. Here they are. Let me tell you what they are, and then I'll just walk through each of them and just take whatever time it takes to move through. Number one is you need to dream that's number one. Number two, you've got to determine the steps to get to that dream, to make it a reality. Number three, you've got to do the small stuff. So let me break it all down because every single one, two, three that I just outlined for you, it is all connected. It all absolutely fits together. So let's just get into it. Again, the idea being let's live by design, not by default. So dream. Here's what I want you to do. And you'll see this in that advanced planner. As soon as you open it up, uh, it takes you right through some really some preliminary. Uh, it's like some training material, some life development, uh, some life coaching uh, types of questions and charts. And one of the first things it asks you is to define the best case scenario for you in multiple areas of life. And so it, it just asks you. In fact, I'm looking at the planner right here. I use it every day. It's that little black journal that you see me carrying around. That's what you just heard kind of hit the table. Um, flipping to the beginning of it, it actually just says, hey, define the best case scenario in your family, meaning in terms of your relationship with your spouse or your significant other. What, what does that look like in your mind? And the answer that you give is going to be a little bit different than mine. And it's likely going to change from season uh, to season. Every uh, chapter of life, every uh, three or four years, it seems. Or if you add a kid to the mix or someone graduates, they moves out. Like, those all shift. And in some sense, they kind of alter 
what the best case scenario might be for you and that spouse, significant other. Number two, the best case scenario, just dream. What can you see envision in terms of your family? That is your relationship with your kids or your extended family. Uh, so that might include brothers, sisters, parents, uh, in-laws. It might include cousins, others to whom you're close. Uh, number three, best case scenario in your fitness, meaning your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health. Uh, that, that's going to shift from season to season. I was on a Zoom call today with a gentleman that I've been doing some work with. He leads a uh, just an incredible coaching organization where his goal is to empower and equip Christian business leaders to experience the presence and power of God in the marketplace. He, he believes that God wants to partner with you at work in whatever it is that you do. And if you do that, that's going to elevate the way you do business. So the business is going to, HR is going to look differently. The benefits you give are going to look differently. The accountability might actually go up at the same time the grace goes up. Uh, and if you do all of that, in turn, it's going to empower you and those people working with you to bless other people. So it works for the welfare of your, of your city. So he and I are talking, and he's got this goal right now to run a 50K. And, you know, I do a lot of running. I've run a 50K before. So we're dialoguing about fitness. And he said, he's my age, same age. He says, man, basically right now my goal is just to keep up with my son. And I realized today, son's 19, uh, just like one of my boys. I realized today like that, that is a lost cause. But that kid is a stellar athlete. But what he's done is he is... Back up, determine the best case scenario for you in terms of fitness. It's, uh, I just want to be able to keep up with my son. Okay, that's a lost cause. Son's getting older. Hey, you know what? I just want to be able to participate and enjoy this time with him. He's, he's going to lift more. He's going to be stronger. I used to get out running. But at this point, man, if I can engage and we can enjoy this stuff together, that's the best case scenario. Best case scenario for you might be losing some weight. Best case scenario for you might be this area of emotional health and getting over some hurts of the past and walking into some freedom, into some present. You get to determine what that is. Uh, let me give you another one. So if you look at the next page, page nine, uh, if you've printed out that planner, if not, this is going to still make sense to you. Determine the best case scenario for you in terms of your finances. Uh, gosh, that that is an area that so often we don't think about. We just think about, eh, get the bills paid. But really, what if you could dream about this place of abundance? Not just so you can wear fancy $1,000 tennis shoes, like a sneakerhead, but where you can really take care of your family stress-free. You can um, maybe put some margin in terms of your time so that you can do some of the things that you really feel called to do. You can leave a legacy or give stuff away. What's the best case scenario for you in terms of finance? What's the best case scenario for you? Dream about friendships. Who are the people that you want in your inner circle? Do you have people in your inner circle? Have you thought about friendships since the time you got out of high school and college? What's the best case scenario for you in terms of your faith? That is your spiritual vitality. And then we even include right here just one that says other, meaning, you know, th there might be a task or a job or a goal or 
uh, some kind of hobby or, you know, some kind of certification or some kind of something we haven't even thought of here. The point is to get you to dream about what's out there, what's bigger. What, what do you want to do with this one shot that you have at life? You know, I was running some numbers the other day, and it seems that if you're going to live, let me just get out the calculator. I, I plotted this out. I was thinking about this while I was running. You know, that's the only time you get when you're kind of quiet. Um, you're alone and you don't have people interrupting you. <laughs> so you think about this. Um, let's just say that you live to be, let's just go really robust. You live to be 90 years old. Uh, 90 years times, let's just skip the leap years, 365 days a year. You've got 32,000 days, 32,850 right there. You know, it seems like, God, Lee, I would have thought I had so many more. Uh, but, but you know, you, you really think about, goodness, uh, 32,000 days? Uh, it puts a little bit more sobering perspective on, on it, doesn't it? It really makes you kind of think, oh, goodness, like, you know, I might have... Might have 4,000, 4,200 weeks here. So not not to look at it from a standpoint of just doom and gloom, but to really approach life soberly uh, with a degree of seriousness. Like, hey, this is a gift. I got one shot to enjoy this gift. What is it that I want to do and how can I, you know, maybe think about it like this, spend more time planning life um, than planning what I'll wear on any given day, more so than orchestrating the hours of that day. You know, we really, in this culture, dress by design, but we often do our time by default. And what we want you to do is to step back and say, all right, no, no, no. If I'm going to live a life by design instead of default, really what I've got to do, first of all, is dream and just think about, okay, well, where do I want this thing to go? Here's number two is after you really dream it, you really want to determine. So these are going to be D words that kind of lead off the charge. I want to determine the steps that I need to take, that you need to take, in order to move from here to there, so to step from where you are to where you're designed and dreaming to be. However, one of the elements that we teach you in the Advanced Planner and in all of the advanced workshops and the book, everything, is you want to architect that thing from there back to here, not from here to there. The term we use is reverse engineer it. When you reverse engineer something, it guarantees that you won't move in a random direction. It actually uh, gives you a degree of certainty that you're going to move towards the intended dream. And, and yes, there's always setbacks. There are always potholes along the road. There's always unexpected detours, but it does give you this calibration to keep moving back to keep stepping back into alignment. So as you determine the steps that it takes to get from there 
back to here, reverse engineer it, then you start walking those things out forward. And so you think, well, what does that look like? Well, if that's going to look like a couple years ago, I had this dream of losing at the time 30, 35 pounds, uh, eventually lost a little bit more than that. And, and then just so you know, <laughs> during COVID, I found half of it and had to lose it again. You know, that kind of thing happens. But what I did was think about, okay, if I'm going to weigh, I wanted to hit like 175, 180 pounds. If I'm going to hit 180 pounds, that was really the target. If I hit that, okay, what, what has to be true for me to hit that? Well, I've, I've got to start losing weight. Well, what has to be true for me to start losing weight? Well, I got to stop eating certain things. Well, what has to be true for me to do that? Well, I got to actually make a list and come up with a plan of things that aren't serving me well right now that I'm not forbidden or restricted from, but I'm just choosing something better. And what has to happen for me to do that? Well, I still have to eat. I still have to take, take in some calories. I still have to. So I, I need to kind of make a list of things that, hey, I'm, I'm going to do. And so for me, it looked like creating some guardrails. One of the things that I was doing at the time was eating lunch out almost every day because I had these work meetings and I had this incredible staff that I was working with. So I'd spend a lot of time with them and I could not always control where those meetings were going to be. And so I just kind of came up with some quick parameters. And for me, it was like anywhere I go, fast food, restaurant, whatever, lunchtime, I'll just eat a salad, no bread, put some kind of protein on it. And call it good and just eliminate all the scrap extra stuff. Sometimes they load salads uh, with more calories and more clutter than you'd get if you just ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> like you might be better off actually eating the dessert in some places. So I determined, okay, I've got to eat something. So I made a plan for that. All right, so if if I'm gonna do all this, I'm gonna to have to start exercising in some way and get stronger because I was basically exercising once every two weeks or so and trying to make up for weeks of inactivity in one long go all in day. And then I'd be so sore the next day I couldn't do anything. And so I really needed to pace that out and take maybe 25 to 45 minutes a day and exercise every day, even on the off days. Even if it was just going for a walk or stretching out on those days, still blocking that time and doing that routine to recover. And so I decided, well, the only way I'm going to do this with a bunch of kids in the house, especially young ones at that time, was if I wake up at 6 a.m. Oh, the only way I can do that is if I go to bed by 10. And so really it started reverse engineering, architecting backwards from there to here and that, and all kinds of other decisions, but it created my path forward. In doing that, I got buy-in from people who were in the family, people that were closest to me. A lot of the guys I was working with, just to let them know, hey, not to weird you out, but here's kind of some of the decisions that I'm going to make. We're still going to go out to eat, still do all things, but I'm going to be ordering stuff differently. Okay, so it's dreaming, where do you want to go? If you're going to live a life by design, not by default. And, and I'll say, footnote right here, you, you can tackle all these areas in one shot. In some sense, I, I kind of think it's easier to because all these areas are connected. Getting up and managing your faith, walk and praying and reading scripture or something devotional is easier 
if you're already determined to get up early in the morning, that's easier. If you're like, oh, I'm getting up to exercise. I've got a morning routine now. That's easier if you, you kind of just map it out. Every area of life's really connected. But you've got to dream about where it's going to be. Then you determine what steps will achieve that. Not just random steps, but what's actually going to need to happen in order for that dream to yank from just the idea into the implementation phase. And then that leads us to really the third step here. From dream to determine the steps to do the stuff. And I say here in the notes below, generally it is the small stuff. You know, so often people fail to make progress because we think in terms of concepts, not action steps. We think in terms of things like if I'm going to lose weight, yeah, I got to exercise. We don't think in terms of, oh, that means I got to wake up at 6 a.m. or I got to step out during my lunch break or, hey, on the way home from the office, I got to stop by the gym. We don't think in terms of action steps. We so often think in terms of concepts. You know, we have a dream of connecting with our kids, but we forget, oh, goodness, like that means action step. That means if the kid wants to play horse on the basketball court, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's the action step. Uh, so it's it's doing the work, and it's realizing that so many times the work that you do is such a small thing relative to the size of the dream that you want that it often seems insignificant. It often feels like it's not making that big of a dent, but there is this compounding reality that occurs over time. I remember several years ago, kind of close out with the story, I was at a convention, a business convention, and John Maxwell, leadership guru, got up, spoke from the stage, and he said something like this. If I have an axe and I want to chop down this tree that's outside in the backyard, and let's just say the tree is, let's just kind of make up a number. It's about 12, 14 inches, you know, wide. So that, that'd kind of be the, the diameter. You know, if you're kind of thinking, you know, radius is half, diameters all the way of the trunk, 12, 14 inches wide. If I take an axe and go outside and whack at that tree, um, could, could I knock that tree over in five whacks of the axe, assuming my goal is to knock down that tree. You know, and everybody in the audience is thinking, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think you're going to get a 14 inch tree over in five whacks. You, you can't even get that over in five pulls of a chainsaw, you know, or five grinds of a, five whacks. I don't think so. He said, you know, what if I went out there every day and I just took five whacks? And then the day after that, I took five more. The next day, I took five more. The next day, five more. The next day, five more. You know, if I did that, the truth is there would never be a day where I wasn't making some progress, nor would there be a day when I was so tired and worn out from the day before that I couldn't follow up and do it again. There would never be a day when I was burned out. If all I'm doing is picking up that axe and going and knocking five whacks on the tree. And so 
the application really became, and my encouragement to you is, what are your five wax every single day for the dream? You know, maybe one of the wax is every day you get up and you exercise. Maybe one of the wax is every single day you pick up the scripture, you pick up a devotion, you pick up something that you're going to read, you pray. Maybe it's even you pray while you're in the shower is the start of the whack. You pray while you're driving, you pray while you're walking around the block. You, you get to decide. Maybe every day one of the whacks is you're going to call someone, a friendship, a family, uh, someone with whom you want to intentionally stay connected. I've got people that I call once a week, you know, I, I don't tell them, hey, like, look, I've got you down for every Monday. Just reach out. You know, it's one of the whacks. Maybe one of the whacks is if you're writing that book, if you're building that online course, if you're starting that podcast or you're launching a business or you're maybe one of the whacks is every single day you and then fill in the blank of what you're going to do. You know, what I've realized is I'm, I've got, you know, six or seven things that I do every day, six, seven whacks at the tree. And there are days that I miss. There are days I intentionally miss. On those days that I miss, I can't make up what I missed, like on the next day. Like, I, I can't just, life is such that if it was just a tree, you can go out there and go, oh, okay, I'll, I'll take five today for yesterday plus the five for today. But if, if I miss that business call, I, I can't necessarily make that up today for yesterday. If I don't reach out to that person, somehow that moment in that time is gone. If I miss that day of that exercise, or if I miss that moment with that kid, or if I don't pause, and my wife walks in the room and she just sits down and just says, hey, I just come in to say hi. And if I don't look up and sit down what I was working on, you know, I can't necessarily reclaim that. In, in life, you, you don't necessarily get a do-over. You know, we talk about that in coaching. We talk about that and, oh, yeah, you can always start over. Yeah, and you get the sentiment on that. But it's one of those things. If you're going to live a life by design, not default, then it's every single day. Get up. What are the things that you're going to do? I remember listening to John Maxwell say, well, people would say, well, what, are your, what are your five things? He'd say, I read something every day. I, I file it somewhere, you know, in my system of filing. I write a little bit every single day. He had a couple other things that he did, though. He thinks about certain things. You know. And they said, well, what about, what about your birthday? Do you take off for your birthday? He's like, no. In fact, my birthdays are some of the greatest days. Like, that's the days, like, I really love to be doing that stuff. Like, I'm more motivated on my birthday. What about the weekend? He goes, yeah, I love this stuff. It's not like work. Like, this is this is my life. So, yeah, I do it on the weekend. What about a holiday? He goes, yeah, I still do it. I still take those five whacks. What about if you're tired? <laughs> so, when you're tired is when you need to go all in because sometimes the motivation to do the thing comes after you're already intentionally doing the thing. And sometimes those become the best times of all. Do you see? You're going to live a life by design, not default. Dream it. Determine the steps it takes. Do the work. My prayer for you is that the Lord would bless you. He'd keep you. He'd be gracious and shine intense favor upon you. 
May he grant you the desires of your heart and may you see the dreams that are inside of you. May he awaken those and recalibrate those and give them new life and energy because you know that Acts says he ordains the times and seasons in which men and women live. He's ordained this season for you. May you realize he's ordered your days and my days. And may you realize the truth of Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 that says grace is what saves you. And that same grace empowers you to walk in great works that God foreordained before time began that you would walk in. May you see it, sense it, feel it. May you dream it. Determine the steps that you need to take in order to move from here to there after crafting it from there to here, and then may you do it. I'll see you again soon.